Blog Talk Radio. Diva Talk Radio! Are you ready? Because I'm ready to welcome you to a special hour-long broadcast of Diabetes Roundtable in celebration of Divabetic's 8th anniversary. I'm your host, Mr. Mr. Divabetic, and tonight's show features a Golden Globe-worthy lineup of divas, from educators, poets, authors, graphic designers, actresses, singers, mothers, beauty and hair experts, and real women living with type 1 and type 2 diabetes. Eight years ago, I began my quest to glamorize good health, sending free diabetes educational programming to Luther fans to help them keep their house home and prevent a diabetes complication as a stroke from occurring. The, dirt, the word diabetic literally popped into my head when I saw the fabulous Pella Bell performing on stage, and she stopped singing to let the crowd know that she was living with diabetes. But she said, diabetes doesn't control her. I looked up at that stage and saw how fabulous Kyla Bell was, and I said to myself, you're not a diabetic. You're not a diva. Oh, gosh, I'm going to get this wrong after a year. You're not a diabetic. You're a diva. And that's when the word diabetic pops into my head. And that's why I also choose each month to pick a different famous diva to help inspire you, my listeners, to live a glamorous life without complications. Tonight, I chose Rihanna as our diva inspiration, the most digitally downloaded artist in history, because of her hit song, Only Girl in the World. I think it's a perfect theme song to take me back to the time when I first started the nonprofit organization, Divabetic, and literally only knew one woman living with diabetes. I'm pleased now to welcome three divas who played an amazing role in Divabetic history to help me celebrate our early years. Please welcome to the show the original Divabetic, Savita Williams. Hello, divas. I'm very glad to be here. We're glad to have you. Please welcome our fabulous web designer, Susan McCaslin. Hi, Max. Hi, divas. I'm thrilled to be here. And the very first national educator I worked with from Atlanta, Georgia, is Patricia Addy Gentle. Patricia? I think she's taking a quick break, and she'll be right back. In the meantime, Savita, you were the very first diva living with diabetes that I knew. You were, you're also Luther's niece, and you were the first woman I came to when Luther was in recovery, I wrote down the word diabetic on one side. I brought you the sheet of paper, remember, and I showed it to you. And I screamed. I thought it was sensational. I was really just floored by that, Max, because it was it was unexpected, you know, an unexpected name that was going to just be out there. And I found it to be fun, sassy, and I thought it was really, really a smart name. You know, it didn't have a hint of depression or disparity connected to it, so I loved it right off the bat. Right off the bat, yeah, I loved it. And, and, I mean, your words of encouragement literally led to this. And Susan McCaslin, I worked with your husband, George Cricillo. He was Luther's yeah. longtime art director for years. I had never really met you except once or twice backstage at Luther shows, and George designed the first Divabetic T-shirt, and then he said to me, you should talk to my wife about doing a website because I was going to do, I wanted to sell T-shirts online. And I'm so glad you did because not only is it a, a, a wonderful thing to work for, it also was so much fun because for the first time I could do more is more design. I could make it as happy and as joyful as possible. And I've loved every minute designing for you, Max. And you really took in color and the attitude and put it into the website. And everyone from around the world has emailed us and always said, oh, my gosh, that uh, website is such a new 
inspired you to get all those callers involved in the show? I mean, well, it, you know, right. yeah, remember when we were first doing it, uh, our first website was much more toned down, but then we started doing work for Makeover than doing the, the uh, cards for Makeover, and you just kept saying to me, more, more, add more, more jewelry, more twinkles, more diamonds, and I finally just let go and just had have always had so much fun working on anything for Divabetic because it's the same idea about a big party. We're all having a party to, to up our lives, to make ourselves happier and more joyful, and to take care of ourselves. And, Zavita, it has been a big party. You've come with us at our national outreach events, and I know you and I both were the minute there uh, in New York, in Los Angeles, when we went from seeing just the word on a sheet of paper to seeing a room filled with several hundred women living with diabetes. I know um, for me, and I'm sure I know for you from speaking to you, losing Luther has been devastating, and it's been eight long years, and Unfortunately, he was never able to participate in any of the diabetic outreach events. Um, I just, you know, people always want to know about your uncle, and, you know, he serves as our diabetic inspiration. What would you like to tell people listening now a little bit about Luther? Wow. Um, let me just first say, too, that I I just want to say thank you for the the tribute to him by you know, saying that the V in the diva stands for Vandross. I think that's a great, great legacy to, for him to be left with. And I know he would have been proud of you, Max, and proud of what Diva Bedic stands for. And he probably would have wanted to partake in it because, yes, it is colorful, it is fun, but it does have a serious message, and it's to improve people's lives. And he was trying to improve his and trying to improve his diabetes stance and, and, and get things together. But I know he would have rejoiced in this. I mean, he was a great man. I, and I'm just saying, you know, not just the, the Luther that the public knew, but as my Uncle Ronnie. He was a great influence on my life, and he just taught me so much, and he really showed me how to love. And I know he loved his fans, and he would have just loved Diva Bedic. He would have been in full support of it. Probably, I think the two of us would have probably been wrestling about who loved Divabetic more. But I would win because I still have the very first Divabetic T-shirt. Let me just say that, too. <laughs> I still have. Well, I, I took one from way back when, and it's brand new, honestly, and it's, like, sealed away. So I'm going to make millions off of it one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but, you know, I do feel like it's important. Um, when Luther had the stroke, I was completely unaware that his stroke was related to his diabetes. And the message I always like to bring home is that you can learn through great educators, which we have on the program tonight, <clears throat> through the information we share through our website, thanks to Susan McCaslin, through these podcasts and our videos. There's lots of ways for you to learn how to prevent a diabetes health-related complication from occurring. We always like to say we want you to help you keep your house at home. So thank you both for being on the show tonight and helping me celebrate eight years and going forward. Thanks, Max. Looking thank forward to you, another Max. eight. That's right, another oh. eight. Or 80. Hard to believe. And there's going to be eight <laughs> more divas coming up along the way. But listeners, did you know that Rayana, my diva inspiration of the month, has notched more than 20 hits faster than any other artist, including Madonna Mariah Carey. Well, it's true. But if you think the only reason I chose her is because of her hit song, completely wrong. I chose Rihanna today because she's inspiring me to talk about a subject that's very close to my heart, domestic violence. Rihanna's on and off again relationship with Chris Brown has fueled a lot of talk among people of every generation, and I feel tonight it provides a perfect platform for us to address this important topic. Now, please welcome author, playwright, domestic violence survivor, and motivational speaker, Kelsey Thrull. Hello, Elsie. Hello. Hello, Davis. Hi, Max. Thank you so much. And joining us also is counselor, health educator, educator who is also a poet, writer, and domestic violence prevention advocate, Lorraine Brooks. Hello, Lorraine. Hi, Max. Hi, Divas. Nice to be here. Welcome to the show. 
Alfie, I want to start with you. I work with sixth graders during the day when I'm not wearing the fruit suit, and a lot of the girls, when they first heard about the Rihanna Chris Brown incident, uh, actually said to me they wanted to push Rihanna out of the way to get to Chris Brown. What is the message that this relationship is sending now that she's gotten back together with it? Well, it's sending a very dangerous um, message in that love doesn't hurt, love doesn't hit. Um, kids are fascinated by Chris Brown, I think, basically because of celebrity, and they're not realizing that she actually could lose her life, and so could he, you know, because victims sometimes become perpetrators as well to protect themselves. So I, I just think it's a bad message being sent if they're not advocating that they're getting some sort of uh, counseling and therapy to help them. And Lorraine, I mean, it's confusing to see how someone, uh, Rihanna, you know, had assault. He assault Chris Brown assaulted Rihanna back in 2009. Now we see them at basketball games. They just tweeted about their Nikers meeting time together. How, as an advocate and someone who's worked so closely with domestic violence survivors and your intervention, how would you tell parents to talk to children about their relationship? Well, uh, first of all, I think it's important... Um, for parents to use these, especially these public events, as uh, what we call teachable moments. And it's a good opportunity to take these things and use that as an opportunity to talk to your kids, find out uh, how they feel about what happened, um, how they feel about the people involved, and get a dialogue with them and tell them that these these things are not okay. And, and more importantly, Max, I, I want to stress that, you know, assault and, and hitting someone is probably the most Serious or one of the most serious things uh, that can that can happen in a domestic violence dispute. But there are other things like name calling and sexual abuse and being isolated from family and friends and a lot of other behaviors that um, are also an attempt for the uh, perpetrator to control the victim. So I think it's a good opportunity for parents to to use these things to teach their children uh, about domestic violence and that it's never okay. Right. And, Alice, you've taken that one step farther with the dialogue because you've actually written a book called Dear God that really addresses the topic of domestic violence from the eyes of a child and shows them and, and kind of uh, is a great tool for families. What What was your story and why were you encouraged to write this book? I was encouraged to write the book because during the course of me uh, going through domestic violence, uh, I lost my oldest stepson at the hands of his father. Uh, he was actually murdered by him, and um, nothing was ever done. We were violated during the time when calling the police in the 70s and 80s didn't make a difference, and we were in the state. We were in Alaska and then in Texas, so it just didn't matter. It happened. It was swept under the carpet, and so I decided to give a voice to children who don't have a voice in domestic violence whatsoever and give a parents a chance to dialogue with their parents through the use of, of my book, Dear God. And that was because my stepson used to write letters to God when we were involved in that sad lifestyle. And how could people get the book? The book is available. I'm on, going into my second printing, so it's available through PayPal. They can just do www.paypal.com, Elsie Sproul, or email me at sprulelsie at hotmail.com to get the final copies of the book. And uh, it's $10, and then I'll pay the shipping on the book. But it's the a great tool for households. Absolutely. And the thing you mentioned to me earlier was, uh, you know, Rihanna's at risk of actually becoming violent herself in this type of relationship and maybe committing some kind of crime based on either protecting herself or feeling, you know, with this ongoing on-again, off-again. And we're speculating. I don't know anything. I want to make that clear to the listeners. But there is people who have been victims of domestic violence. You shared, Elsie, might have a tendency to become violent themselves, correct? Yes, because when your back is against the wall and you don't know a way out or you don't see a way out or you have to take your kids and leave, and you're always planning and thinking of how do I come out of this, and especially with children involved, so that your children aren't taken away from you by social services, which happens quite a bit. It is a 
planning and a brain, all just your brain is totally consumed with how do I take my babies and get us to freedom and do I have to kill him to do so because it is very, very scary, very difficult. And the children are planning the same things. My sons have told me, the ones that are still living, say, we used to go in our room and plan on who do we kill, Do we? what do we do? And so that's very, very sad to learn from your adult children that they were also planning to to become perpetrators. They were being victimized, and so they were trying to figure out a way out of it. And it's, it's very sad. Well, no, I'm so thrilled that we're giving a voice to this platform. I want people to know we're going to give out resources in a minute. But there's more than just lifting your voice and talking about that they could do tonight. Because right now, Lorraine, the timing for domestic violence and the legislation that's going through, it's a critical time why for people to act to help keep some of these legislation these laws in place for domestic violence. Can you tell people about that? Well, there's an act before Congress that's called the Violence Against Women Act, and it's been around uh, since the Clinton administration, I believe in 1994, the first law was passed. Uh, The the current law is, um, uh, is, is being promoted to include groups of women that were not included in the in the first uh, enactment. Uh, such as gay women, people in same-sex relationships, uh, immigrants, Native American women, and there are a couple of other groups of women that are not protected by this act. So uh, what we would like people to do is is be aware of it and write to their congressmen and and representatives and, and tell them that you want this act passed because all women deserve protection, not just... Uh, not just um, straight women and not just women in certain categories, but all women. And, Elsie, uh, tell us some resources that people could go to who are listening right now. Of course, we want them to get to seek out safety and to uh, lead these situations and find the help they need to live a happy, healthy life again. So what resources would you like to share? Yes, I have one that's the National Battered Women's Law Project, which is very good, and it's in New York City, actually. They provide a lot of legal and housing, and they're at, their phone number is 212-741-9480, and then, of course, the National Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-7223. And for deaf people who really encounter domestic violence quite a bit, it's 1-800-787-3224. Believe it or not, they are battered quite often by their spouses, uh, deaf individuals. Well, you know, um, I appreciate the two of you being on the show and shining the light on it. Lorraine, I know you're a poet, so I asked you to share some of your poems with us so that we could end this segment on an inspirational note and maybe inspire someone who's currently in a situation of abuse, whether it be verbal, spiritually, or physical, to seek the help they need. So would you mind sharing your poem now? No, thank you. Thank you, Max. Um, This is an excerpt from a poem uh, that I actually wrote um, for this show this evening, so this is a, a part of it that I'll read now. Uh, it took me a while, but I finally see. It was you with the problem. It wasn't me. You do not own me. You cannot control where I go, who I see, and what's in my soul. I'm one of the lucky ones. I got away. But many people can't, and many people stay. If someone abuses you in words or in deed, help is available to everyone in need. Stand up for yourself. You are up to the task. Help is available. You just have to ask. Beautiful. Thank you both for being on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you, Max. Thank you so much, Max. All right, now we're going to change gears, kind of like Rihanna changes hairstyles, and welcome three of the smartest, sexiest diabetes educators from around the country. Where my ladies at? I said, where my ladies at? Let's find where we go. That's right, it's time to meet my Charlie's Angels of Outreach. Please welcome Connie Frazier from Pittsburgh, PA. Hello, Max, and happy 8th anniversary. Hello, divas. It's great to be with you tonight. Please welcome Patriciati Gentle from Atlanta, Georgia. Hello, Max. Hello, Divas. Glad to be here. And from Philadelphia, PA, the leader of the Diva Better Club, it's Diva Neva White. Hello, Divas. Hi, everybody. So glad to be here with you all tonight. 
All right, well, Neva, I need you to help me out because there's a rumor going on Facebook that we gave away a car at Mr. Dudelik's favorite things <laughs> party on the 20th of December. Is that true? Well, we, let's just don't tell on that one, Max. <laughs> <laughs> but we did give away a lot of prizes, right? <laughs> yes, we did. We had our favorite things, and it was fantastic. So many, uh, the American Diabetes Association chapter in Philadelphia helped us out, and we had a lot of uh, wonderful prizes and giveaways, and we were spotlighting some of our favorite products around care. And both you and I love the AccuCheck MultiClicks. Why did you choose it as a certified diabetes educator as one of your favorite things? I find that it's less painful. A lot of people tell me that it's easier to, to uh, you know, to prick their fingers and it's less painful. So whenever there's less pain, you know, you're going to get people to, to check their blood sugars. All right, if you want to watch my whole list, you can on YouTube at Mr. Dudebeck's YouTube channel. Now, the Super Bowl is right around the corner, which sounds kind of dude at, to me on my anniversary. But the truth is, the halftime show last year was amazing with Madonna, and they really had to find a huge superstar diva to, um, to headline the headline show this year, and they chose Beyonce. Beyonce. But. The hot topic for you tonight, Angels, is can you believe it or not, Beyonce, who was standing side by side with Michelle Obama promoting the Let's Move campaign, recently signed a $50 million with Pepsi to promote their product. And her face is on the cans, and a lot of people are talking about this because they're kind of disgusted that Beyonce would do that. Patricia, what do you think about our favorite celebrities and our divas turning around and who once on the one side of their mouth, they're promoting health and wellness. On the next side of their mouth, they're help, they're promoting sugar-sweetened beverages. What do you think? Well, I do think it opens the door for us to have a great conversation and to be able to provide education and actual um, reality to the situation uh, because we know and uh, the general public hopefully knows or will soon know through our outreach that this is um, something that we want to kind of uh decrease using in order to decrease the risk of diabetes and the comorbidities that go along with it. So with Beyonce's face, I think um, the conversation will probably be enlarged, and uh, we will try and turn this around, although it doesn't look good, but we can turn it around to open up the door for some conversation and maybe promote a little more interest in the Pepsi idea. All right, well, you know, Neva, I saw her face on a can of Pepsi, and there has been a lot of talk, especially in New York, because we've passed the super-sized soda ban, that soda does lead to diabetes, uh, type 2 diabetes. What do you think about that, and what do you think about Beyonce? Uh, should she kick the can or promote the can? Well, I kind of echo uh, what Patricia was saying. I think the whole idea of us, you know, shining the light on Pepsi will give us some attention to look at that nutrition fact label. And when we look at regular Pepsi, um, there's a lot of calories there, especially most people are drinking 20 ounces or more. So on average, when you look at a 20-ounce Pepsi, you are looking at close to getting close to 300 calories, about 250 calories, because it's about uh, for every eight ounces, you're looking at 100 calories. And then looking at a 20-ounce Pepsi, you're looking at about 17 teaspoons of sugar. So I think what we're going, what's going to happen? More, yeah, yeah, because if you look at um, four grams of sugar is one teaspoon. And we're looking at close to about 69 grams of sugar in a 28-ounce, I mean, in a 20-ounce bottle. And on average, that's what most people are drinking. So you're talking about a lot of sugar. And I think more and more, as Patricia was saying, we can use this as teachable moments and let people decide for themselves which of these products they want to indulge in. And maybe more people will, will choose the, you know, the less sugar type of products at Pepsi, and maybe even it will encourage Pepsi to, to come up with something a little bit more healthier. Well, that's what I want to know from Connie Frazier, because we all get hungry during that Super Bowl, and we're just drinking, drinking, drinking. So what, what should someone be drinking besides Pepsi? Who likes Pepsi? What would you recommend? Well, I think a lot of Pepsi and soda 
pop users are really after the carbonation. So trying some seltzer water, and that comes in flavored versions as well, such as raspberry or lemon lime, provides that nice carbonation and fizz, but zero calories, zero carbohydrate, much better idea than the 20-ounce, 250-calorie uh, Pepsi with 17 whopping grams of sugar, as we just mentioned. Also, we can try things like uh, water with a little lemon or lime in it or throw in some fresh mint to jazz it up. All those would provide uh, nice, refreshing beverages, still with zero calories, zero carbohydrate. Or even having a little vegetable juice, maybe putting in a celery stick with some uh, spices just to jazz it up and add some... Uh, Nutrition and phytochemicals to to our to our drinking habits as well. I don't know what it is, Connie Fraser, but you always make me want to go out to eat after having you on the show. Which is why you're joining me on Dying Now with a Diet. How is that for Love it. All right, you're Dying Now with me tonight to help our listeners. Um, better eaters when they're ordering off the menu. Tonight, John is inspiring us to dine out at Bahama Breeze Island Grill. At Bahama Breeze, you'll find all your favorite seafood, chicken, and steak inspired by the flavorful and colorful ingredients of the island. Well, since we're celebrating Diva Beck's um, anniversary, I thought I would order shellfish because I always think of lobster and shrimp as something that's for a special occasion. And I'm wondering, Connie, what's the healthiest shellfish for me to order? Well, I think in general all shellfish is great. It's uh, low in fat, low in saturated fat, and it's high in protein, so they're all fine. Shrimp, mussels, so, crab, clams. So then does it become, uh, so it's, there's really nothing really different between the shrimp, the mussels, the crab, the lobster, or the scallops? They're all really good choices in terms of um, providing a low-fat, high-protein choice. But I think the challenge is really in the preparation. So we want to aim. Yes, I'm listening. So we want to aim toward preparation methods that uh, create lower-fat options. So instead of using the, you know, deep-fried and battered, we want to go with the steamed and use sauces like the cocktail sauce rather than the tartar sauce, um, using uh, less drawn butter. Those methods would really help to create uh, healthier choices when we're having some shellfish. I, I love that option. I know on the menu they said I could have it with a, um, I could have it prepared with either wood grilled, jerk painted, simply grilled, or fresh sautéed, pan seared. Which would have been the which out of those four ways would be the best way for me to have my lobster prepared? Well, I really love the simply grilled mainly because it's just going to be with less added fats. I think the wood grilled um, had a, you know more barbecue sauce, and some of the other options had more butter. So the simply grilled would just be, as it says, nice and simple without a lot of added uh, fat or um, sauces, just to kind of make that choice healthier. All right, well, thanks for dining out with me tonight and helping our listeners become better eaters when they're ordering off the menu. All right. Now, we're going to talk a little bit more about Rihanna. Listeners, have you heard about Rihanna's 777 tour where she performed seven shows in seven countries in seven days? Was she crazy or lucky to pull that off? I'm still scratching my head about it. But a little bit of both, I think you'll probably agree with me. Uh, she's so focused on the numbers, and it reminds me that many people living with diabetes are focused on the numbers. So when it uh, comes to your diabetes self-care, you're in luck tonight if you're thinking about numbers because we have a new segment called Sexy Little Numbers. Ooh la la. That's right. Joining me is Patricia Addy-Dental to talk to me tonight about one number, and I chose the A1C. Hello, Patricia. Hi there, Max. So what is the A1C, and why is it important for divas everywhere who are living with diabetes to know about this number? Well, the A1C is a great way to look at your overall management of diabetes, and what it is is um, an average of what your blood sugars have been over the course of approximately two to three months. 
So if you were to have an A1C drawn today, the result of the number that you get would indicate what your average blood sugar has been um, throughout the past three months. So that gives you a ballpark number in moving forward and knowing what you need to do for better control or maybe to continue your excellent control, if that may be the case. So how does that number relate to um, your blood sugar? Because I know the A1Cs go from like 5 to what, 12, 14, and our blood sugars could range from anywhere from 0 to 600, 700. I know some people have been diagnosed with those numbers uh, at the hospital. So how do do the numbers correlate from one number to the next? Like what does a 7 in A1C as far as your blood sugar ranges? Okay, so Max, um, as we know, the American Diabetes Association is encouraging people with diabetes to aim for an A1C of 7% or less. Our endocrinology uh, society, the physicians who treat diabetes, usually are a little lower than the 7%, but the 7% indicates that your blood sugar averages about 170 which is is not all that good, but when you stop and consider that uh, there may be excursions in the blood sugar, and sometimes you have um, people with diabetes who cannot aim for tight, tight control because of having episodes of a low blood sugar. So 7% may be a a good number for some, but the 6.5 is usually more desirable. And the 6.5 would indicate a normal blood sugar around 150 or so. Now, when you talked about a 12 or a 13, if you Mm -hmm. had an A1C that high, even up to 11%, we're talking about a blood sugar over 300. But remember, we're talking about the average. So there may be times when that blood sugar is 400, but then there are other times when it's in the 200 ranges and you're looking at the average. Well, that's good advice. I appreciate you for breaking down the number tonight. Thanks, Patricia. Oh, you're welcome, Max. And we're talking sexy little numbers, so it's time to meet our real-life diva living with diabetes from Jersey City, New Jersey. It's Allison. Hey everyone, hey Max. Hello Diva, oh hello Diva. It's time to pass the boa and show us your new attitude. Hello Allison. Hey Max, hey everybody. Now this is kind of fun that I'm celebrating my eighth year anniversary and you're my special diva tonight because we met almost eight years ago when I first started at the YMCA, which is slightly ironic. My first, very first DivaMedic program was the DivaMedic Club meeting at the YMCA right here in New York City, and you came uh, to those meetings. So tell everyone a little bit about your story, living life. Okay, well I was diagnosed about 12 years ago. And I didn't get a lot of information from my doctor. It was sort of like, you know, are you okay? Come in. You know, tested it out, told me I had diabetes, and then kind of sent me on my way. So a lot of the information that I had, I had to gather on my own. I had to do a lot of research, and I'm I'm online like 9 to 5. So a lot of that research I had to do on my own, ask a lot of questions. Um, a lot of it was like medical information, but none of it was, information from people, real live people uh, living with diabetes. And so I had to try to search out some groups and organizations that had actual people who were living with diabetes who I could talk to and ask questions and kind of find out how to live with this. And that's when I came across Steve Medic. And at one of those meetings, we were talking about fitness, and we actually, you and I talked about this video that's right now on our website. Uh, you took up boxing, and but your commitment to exercise because of your diabetes was a little bit iffy at the beginning. Can you tell the listeners why? Yeah, I mean, I was sort of active, you know, moderately active, and I've done my charity walks and things like that. But I noticed that when I was working out, after I was diagnosed, my sugar would go really low, 
It was a really scary experience for me, and there was nobody who could really give me advice. Um, uh, the doctor would say, oh, well, just don't do that. Or, you know, they weren't really, which was really interesting to me, they weren't really giving me the information on how to um, exercise with diabetes. And I kind of felt like maybe this is something that I shouldn't be doing. Like, what should I be doing instead of the exercise? And so that's another reason why I'm my research and finding people living with diabetes. And I realize that there are people who are athletes with diabetes. There are people who are doing their daily walks and their runs and, you know, and, and going about their lives with diabetes. And so I decided that I was going to keep it up. I was just going to really listen to my body and figure out what I needed to do to get through. And I found now, a, lot, a lot of things that I could do. Now you do boxing, right? Now you do yeah. Boxing. And you like I it. I tried many different things. And there are, there are some gyms who were, you know, kind of apprehensive about dealing with me because of the diabetes. But I um, I found that uh, one of the meetings that I went to with the diabetic were talking about finding a thing that you love to do and just kind of doing it. And I always loved to watch boxing, and I thought, that's something that I think I want to do. And I went out and I found a course, an all-woman course, and um, I love it. I've been doing it for over two years now. And not only does it help me to keep my blood sugar under control, but it's fun and uh, keeps. I lost a lot of weight. I went from, like, size 26 to size 18. Um, and uh, I can't stop doing it. It's like that's my lifestyle. Well, are you, a, are you at all a game player? Do you like to play board games too? I do. Oh, good, because tonight you're going to play our diabetes numerology game. Are you ready? Yes. I feel when my singers do that, they're trying to say this kind of love-inspired part of that game. But the truth is, everybody, <laughs> this is how it works. I'm going to read aloud to Allison a random blood sugar value along with a related situation. Then I'm going to ask you, Allison, how you would deal with the situation. And next, the Charlie's Angels of Outreach will discuss your solution and share some tips. Remember, if you're playing along with us tonight, please keep in mind that one solution doesn't work for everyone. Check your, with your doctor to find out what your specific game plan should be and visit divabeg.org for your free diabetes numerology game downloads designed by our very own Susan McCaskin, who was on the show earlier. Now, I asked you, Allison, if you like board games because tonight's game is loosely based on Rihanna's acting debut, Battleship. Oh. Are you ready to conquer the high seas, Allison? <laughs> I'm ready. All right, your diabetes numerology situation is you're a weapons specialist who has only 30 seconds to destroy the alien mothership before a large alien fleet attacks you. Your diabetes numerology blood sugar value is 299. Allison, what would you do? Ooh, 299. Uh, I guess I'd run around in circles. <laughs> You <laughs> Oh my God! You leave. You leave the mothership and just start running around. Have you ever had a two ninety nine? I don't think I've ever been that high in a long time. And what? So how do you normally treat a high blood sugar? Um, I drink a lot of water. I maybe go for a walk. Um, take it easy. Sometimes if I'm um, if I'm too active, it actually doesn't go down. It goes up. So I kind of have to test constantly and uh, take a little time and focus on it and keep watch. All right. Well, I thought you for sure you were going to say you are going to pick up your boxing gloves and go mano a mano against the aliens, but I guess not. <laughs> Let's hear what the angels think. Uh, Neva White, we're going to start with you. What do you think? Well, I think, first of all, if I was getting ready to uh, fight the aliens and protect the mothership, a 299 blood sugar may not be so bad. 
because I'm sure your stress hormones are just crazy. And as we know, stress does elevate our blood sugar. However, I would like a little bit more information. Uh, is this person a type 1 diabetic? Are they a type 2 diabetic? Are they taking insulin? When was the last time they ate? So there's a lot of questions that go into determining what you're going to, how you're going to respond to a particular blood sugar. And are there any additional um, discomfort that the individual is, is experiencing? Is there, are they thirsty? Are they urinating a lot? Do they have abdominal discomfort? Um, you know, are they short of breath? Do they have a fruity smell to their breath? Are they confused? So there's a lot of additional assessment that I would need to take in order to give you a definitive answer. But I think um, exercising, uh, doing some of the things that we talked about would probably be a good thing to do. All right. And Connie, water and diabetes, do they go hand in hand? Are there such things as waterproof insulin pumps, monitors, things like that for Allison if she's going to go under on the battleship? Well, there certainly are. There are some pumps these days that are waterproof, and uh, they're a nice technology feature to aid in those of us who love water sports. So they're certainly out there and available. And Patricia, what do you think every diva should have if she's facing an emergency like the mother ship uh, might potentially be exploding them? <laughs> uh, most definitely. I, I liked Allison's answer about testing frequently. And most definitely equipment. You have to have those testing supplies because you want to, first of all, know if the different things that you have done to hopefully bring that blood sugar down are actually working. And you must test frequently, must make sure if you do have an insulin pump or whatever it is that you're using to bring your blood sugar down medication-wise that you are able to adjust your insulin or do things properly according to the blood sugar numbers that you do get. And if you don't have supplies that are testing properly, you won't know what your success is or if you're overdoing it. And if, of course, you have sustained blood sugar, uh, that 200 range, almost 300, you would need to contact your physician so that further advice can be given. Although if an alien mothership was coming at you, that call might not go through. But that's great advice, thank you. Thank you. And Allison for playing our diabetes numerology game tonight and helping us raise awareness in a fun new way. You're getting a new natural gift basket filled with diabetic safe, low glycemic, two friendly sweeteners, a cabbage cheese gift basket, and a healthy chocolate basket from Lily at www.simple-approach-2-healthy-living.com. Now, do you oh, feel like awesome. a diva? Yeah, that's awesome. Well, guess what? I'm going to make you feel like a diva who's ready to walk the red carpet because I'd like to welcome to the show a great hairstylist and makeup artist who joined us on Diva Beck Makeover Your Diabetes event in Philadelphia earlier last year to give us some beauty advice about how you can get your Rihanna Glam on for this award season. Please welcome Charlene Wilson. Hello, Max. Hi, divas. Happy to be here. Hello, Charlene. You are Hello. In, you're one of the most in-demand hairstylists and makeup artists, and I heard you were looking at your crystal ball at our Diva of the Month, Miss Allison. Allison sports a short hairstyle like Rihanna. What are you thinking? First of all, let me say, Allison, I think your smile is very, very beautiful. Um <laughs> The look that I was looking at for you was the one from her um, Umbrella album, The Shortcut. You know, Pick oh, Me Oh, Rihanna in. Shortcut? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it'll, it'll do a lot as far as your face shape. Your, your, it, it'll, it'll actually enhance your smile, your eyes. Would you, get, would you go, Rihanna, Allison, and, take, and, and try to do that hairstyle? Oh, yeah, I would. I'm kind of centric that way. <laughs> now, looking at Allison's coloring, because Donna has changed her hair color so many times, uh, Charlene, I know you handle hair dye as well. What shade, What are you thinking of Allison's shade? Is there, do you, would you recommend something else? I know she's beautiful to begin with, but well, every diva likes to play with her luck. <laughs> we all know that we all don't love the red color. Um, I wouldn't suggest red because red is the hardest color to come back out of your hair. 
It's the mm-hmm. hardest color. If you if you dye it, mm-hmm. however, it's always an option as far as going with the weave or lace front wig. Mm-hmm. This way, you you can still be essential. You can spice it up every day. You can take it off, try something different without having to damage your own natural hair. All right. So from an insider standpoint, is Rihanna like wearing wigs all the time? Because she does change her hair color a lot. If you if the um. The long hair that she wears, the long, thick, poofy hair, those are those are wigs. Those are wigs. The shortcuts most of the time, she'll she'll color her hair, and then she'll also add tracks in to give right. it its fullness. And uh, quickly, Charlene, who are you looking forward to seeing on the red carpet at the Golden Globes this month? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I me, I'm. I really don't follow it because I'm so busy looking at different hairdos and makeup that's coming out. Sorry, we got to give you the diva down, buzz. <laughs> it's okay. Allison, who are you looking forward to? Someone give me some glamour. Is it anyone want to see Anne Hathaway? She's very beautiful. She's always really well done, put together. Right. Yeah. Well, Charlene, thank you so much for helping out at our live outreach event and helping Allison feel like a diva tonight. We're glad to have you on our show. Thank you. Now, Allison, I know you heard me mention earlier that Rihanna's the most downloaded artist in history, but that's not the only thing people are downloading these days. Did you know that there are literally hundreds of diabetes apps on the market today? Oh, yes. I see them all the time. And it's hard to choose which ones, so you better have two different joining you to give us some new advice on which diabetes app or WAP or WOW. Please welcome to the show from Cincinnati, Jessica. Hello. Thank you for having me. And from Boston, please welcome Taryn. Hi, all right, so Jessica, thank you for you, thank both of you for being on the show. You've been past guests in Allison's hot seat before, and also helped us play diabetes numerology. But tonight, you're helping out our listeners by helping us review some of the most popular diabetes apps and decide if they're whack or wow. So Jessica, you're living. How long have you been living with type one diabetes? For 21 years. Awesome. Give you some applause there, because you do look fabulous on your Facebook page. And Taryn, a follow redhead, how long have you been living with type 2 diabetes? Well, 14 months about, so since my diagnosis. And Jessica, have you used, do you use a lot of mobile app devices for your diabetes? Um, for my diabetes, I'm starting to get into them, but mobile devices in general, I'm I'm addicted. <laughs> All right. And how about you, Taryn? Do you use uh, social media as well as uh, other devices for your diabetes? Oh, I mean, yeah. You... I'm always <laughs> I'm always on my on my phone, on my smartphone, and, you know, looking at different, um, you know, reading, especially Divabetic on the Facebook page. But I, I, I love to, you know, just search new apps and everything, yeah. All right. So All we're right. going to look at these two apps. The first app we're going to look at is Glucose. Buddies, uh, Jessica, what is this app and what did you like about it? Glucose Buddy is an app where you can track your meals, um, what you've eaten, your glucose levels, and a whole bunch of different things with your diabetes. I like any app that lets you track what you're eating and your levels of your glucose because it lets you see how your meals and what time you're eating them and your physical activity, which is also part of the app how it's affecting your glucose levels at different times throughout the day. And what did you like about Glucose Buddy, uh, Karen? I liked the ease. Um, it was relatively easy to use. Um, I felt like it was very straightforward. Um, and I liked, like, um, you know, I had the same idea that, you know, you could really log everything in it. All right. Those would be the and positive. What didn't you like about it? Did you not like anything? Was there anything you didn't like about the Glucose Buddy? Yes, with Glucose Buddy, there were unfortunately a few things I didn't like. I do like that it's simple to use, but it is a little too basic. There's not graphics that really stand out at you, nothing that really catches your eye. And on top of it, it's kind of 
inundated, a little convoluted with linking to your Facebook and linking to all these other things. Although I'm very proud of my diabetes, there's sometimes things that I'd just like to keep to myself and not see on the app. All right, and how about you, Taryn? Was there anything you didn't like about the glucose study? Yeah, yeah, I felt the same way. I felt like it was a pretty boring, and I felt like, um, you know, I felt that it had some use for some people, but I felt that um, it was kind of redundant, and I, um, I just didn't find myself, I didn't see myself really using this app. Like, I didn't see myself taking... Uh, it's the extra time to have to log in every single time I tested my blood sugar into this app. It just seemed a little bit redundant and a little bit boring. Boring is a great word, yes. <laughs> All right. So, mm-hmm. Jessica, are you giving Glucose Buddy a whack or a wow? I'm giving Glucose Buddy a whack. Erin, <laughs> are you giving Glucose Buddy a whack or a wow? I'm going to have to give it a whack. Oh, and I love both of you for giving it a double whack. Wow, everybody, listen to that. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Taryn, what is Go Meals? Did you check out this app? Yes, I did. And actually, I I thought Go Meals was really interesting. Um, Go Meals is an app that lets you um, track food that you're eating, um, and most in particular when you go to restaurants. Um, it allows you to search through the menus of some common chains, for example, to find the nutritional values for different uh, different things that you can order. So I, I found that it was really interesting. Um, and, you know, it also allows you to kind of arrange it on a plate in a way you can see how you're setting up your meal. All right. And, Jessica, did you like – what did you like about this app? Did you like anything about Go Meals? Yes, I liked a few things. Um, like Taryn said, I like that you can do restaurants and that you can look at that plate. It gives you a visual. What are your carbohydrates? What are your fats? What are your proteins? But also, unlike the boring glucose buddy, as you said, Go Meals is a beautiful app. It has really pretty mm. pictures. I'm somebody who's just very visual. There's a lot of color, and it just seemed more interactive, just a lot more fun to look at and use. These things are great. Taryn, what did you like about the app? Was there anything you didn't like about it? Um, There was one thing. I found it a little bit difficult to find uh, general food items. Like, for example, uh, if I wanted to eat just spinach, um, you know, it would go through this list of different kinds of spinach that you could buy in the store that was prepared. But um, it was a little tricky finding general food items. But I felt that the value of the app, though, I, I think it, exceeds the you know the difficulty because um you could still find it you just had to scroll through a lot of different processed foods before you could get to for example uh, a vegetable or or something like that and what did you think uh was there anything you didn't like about it jessica there was one thing um like i said i am really big on using the correlations between your meals and your glucose readings and there weren't a lot of really good tags for your glucose readings, like, for instance, with the Glucose Buddy. Um, I like to have a bunch of different ones for my lifestyle, like before break, when I wake up, before dinner, after dinner, all these different ones for the different times I test. And the tags were kind of limited to things like just before breakfast and just before dinner. All right. So now let's find out if these ladies are going to give it a whack or a whack. Here we go. <laughs> Karen, we'll start with you. Are you giving uh, Go Meals a whack or a wow? I'm going to give it a wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) And Jessica, are you giving it a whack or a wow? Go Meals. I am giving it a wow. Oh. Here we go. Okay, so the score is Uh, Tonight, in our Wacker Wild mobile app, we had Go Meals receiving two wows, everybody, and Glucose Buddy received two wows. Good job, everybody. Thanks for joining the show. Oh, thank you. All right. Now it's time to meet our favorite diva of the hour.
It's time to meet Mama Rosemary. Hello, Mama Rosemary. Hello, Max. How are you tonight? Good. Big show. Our hour-long broadcast. What did you think? I thought it was wonderful. I thought all your uh, divas that participated were wonderful and gave a lot of information for all the divas listening. Well, we're ready for your tip. We're excited to have you on the show. What do you want to share this month for Allison and all the people listening? Oh, my tip this month for the divas is to be aware that most beauty products are designed to stay fresh only for a limited period of time. After that, they start to break down, may streak or change colors, and could lead to a terrible infection. Mascara has the shortest shelf life and should be discarded after two to three months. Throw away your lip gloss after six months. You can also tell that the lip gloss and lipsticks and pencils have passed their expiration date if they smell funny or you notice a color change. So I want you all to stay healthy with your beauty products. Ciao for now. After all, we are devotedic. Allison, what did you think of the show tonight? I thought it was great. Got so much information. We love, you know, we've been packing information into our meetings for the last eight years. Can you believe we've gone all the way from the YMCA in New York City to the Internet to podcasting around the world? That's awesome. And you get to push it out to everybody. We do, and it's always it's so much fun to meet uh, new as well as old friends at Diva Benedict. And tonight, Taryn and Jessica met us through Facebook and social media, and you and Savita and everyone else I've met through live shows, including my three educators, Connie. I want to thank uh, Patricia. I want to thank Neva for all being a part of the Diva Benedict experience. Uh, Patricia, you were at one of my first national events at Pop Theater when Luther, where Luther Vandross once performed, and I thought it was so important to go back to the cities where Luther performed and bring a message of diabetes out awareness with us. Can you tell everyone what that was like quickly for you to be a part of those shows? Max, that was a very, I mean, it was just an awesome experience. And I was so impressed by the number of divas and the number of people that we were able to reach out to during that event. And even more amazed by the number of people that we've reached after that. So it was the brand new beginning of, of a great start. And Connie Frazier, you've been a part of the Diva Back tradition for six years, returning to the Pittsburgh ADA Expo every year with our big, big show. I hear there's a rumor of our theme this year. What's it going to be? Have you heard? Oh, I think the theme is going to be the fairy tale theme. It's going to be amazing because every year there's such creativity and energy with the show, and every year we continue to grow and get bigger and better and have a strong reach out to the Pittsburgh and surrounding areas. So it's a wonderful experience. And, of course, another highlight for me is always going back to Philadelphia and working with Neva White and the Philadelphia Steve Club. Neva, we had a spectacular year last year. I know uh, Plate Poetry was one of your favorite programs. Can you tell us quickly why you enjoyed that show? I love Plate Poetry, Max, because we gave our divas who come every month, who participate, a chance to get the mic and facilitate our program. We got to hear about their experiences, and in turn, we got an opportunity to hear about, you know, from the nurses, the pharmacists, the people that work every day with individuals with diabetes. So it was a good dialogue, a good chance to kind of just talk about living with diabetes and the challenges on both ends. All right, and that's all the time we have tonight, listeners. Remember, every diva has an entourage, and I'm so glad to be part of yours. Let's get happy and stay healthy together. Thank you for listening. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Thanks, Allison, for being part of the show. Absolutely.
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 